It's time for the Deschutes Brewery Idaho Steelheads Hockey Show. Brought to you by Fresh Squeezed IPA, Fresh Haze IPA, and Wowza. Locale Hazy Pale Ale. By Les Schwab. Our business is earning your trust. By Pepsi Zero Sugar. All the flavor, zero the sugar. Official soft drink of the Idaho Steelheads. And Idaho Central Credit Union. The exclusive credit union provider of the Idaho Steelheads. Idaho Central Arena. And the Grove Hotel. Now, here's the voice of the Steelheads, Cam McGuire. Live from the KTIK studios in downtown Boise, the Idaho Steelheads getting set for a rather rare 3-3 three three weekend down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They'll take on the Oilers Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And a lot to talk about here on the show. The team going to travel tomorrow morning, so we'll have a uh, pre-recorded show for tomorrow night. We chatted with... Uh, Former Steelheads coach earlier today, Derek Laxdahl, to get some Boise stories and as well as to check in and hear how the Oshawa Generals are doing this season in his first year in the Ontario Hockey League with Oshawa. We'll also hear from another former coach, Neil Graham, who's set to coach in the uh, AHL All-Star game coming up. So we'll have all that for you tomorrow night. But here tonight, we'll hear from Steelheads captain A.J. White, who hit another milestone over the weekend, recording his 100th professional goal. We'll also chat with defenseman, Kind of slash forward to Nick Kanade, who had a big uh, game-winning goal on Saturday night for the Steelheads, who capped off a sweep over the Wichita Thunder this past weekend. Uh, 4-1 final exactly a week ago from today, and then 3-1 Friday and Saturday night. We'll also sit down with Steelheads head coach Everett Sheen to recap the week over the uh, or the sweep last week over the Wichita Thunder. And we'll also be joined with uh, Steelheads defenseman Matt Register live. And then we're going to also send it out to the East Coast uh not sure how familiar people are with the Hershey Bears teddy bear toss game, but the Bridgeport Islanders took on the Hershey Bears, uh, I think it was last Friday night, and Bridgeport actually shut out the Bears on their teddy bear toss night, and we'll be joined with the broadcaster for the Bridgeport Islanders, Alan Fearing, live over the phones coming up probably uh, around 6.30 here tonight to get his take on the game, kind of how everything went down, and I think there was five seconds left in the game where uh, – there was a whistle, and then all the fans threw out. There was 67,000 teddy bears thrown out onto the ice in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, but like we mentioned, no goal scored for the Hershey Bears. And I heard a stat the other night that the Hershey Bears on their teddy bear toss game, not only had they scored a lot of goals, obviously, and they were 15-5 and five in their teddy bear toss game, but didn't even get a goal last Friday night. So it'll be interesting to hear what it was like inside the building there from Alan Fearing later on tonight. And then earlier today, Steelhead's goaltender Remy Poirier was named ECHL goaltender of the month for the second consecutive month. It's the first time since the 2014-2015 season that an ECHL goaltender uh, has received the honoree in back-to-back months. And Steelhead's head coach, I didn't even think about this, but Steelhead's head coach Everett Sheen about an hour ago texted me and said, I just thought of this. I don't know how we didn't think about it, but in November... It was goaltender Jake Kupski. In December, it was Remy Poirier. And this past month, Remy Poirier as well. So three straight months that an Idaho Steelheads goaltender has won the uh, goaltender of the month in the ECHL. Before we take our first time out here tonight, we mentioned uh, Steelheads captain A.J. White, a milestone, not only a milestone weekend, but it's been a milestone season for him as he's crossing off a lot of boxes this year. On Friday night, he scored his 79th goal to tie Will Merchant for fourth all-time. And then Saturday night, scored his 80th to surpass him. He sits fourth all-time, now solo position. And his 80th goal as a steelhead was also his 100th professional goal. Earlier this morning, we had a chance to catch up with the Steelhead's captain, A.J. White. 
Alongside Steelhead's captain, A.J. White. Well, Whitey, Saturday night, a pretty uh, nice milestone for you, 100 professional goals. Yeah, I mean, uh, it wasn't really how I drew it up, but I'll take it, and that's kind of been the story of my goals anyway, so it's fun. I was going to ask you, I was a little nervous because I, I had a very good inclination that it was yours, but I was a little hesitant to, you know, to overload there, but just tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, obviously Reggie made a really good pass over to me, and I saw Dachi in that front, so I was just trying to swing it over to him. And didn't really know how it got out of the net, and then he pointed at me. I was like, of course, that's how it went in. So uh, I'll take it. I, I guess it will me, foot off their D-man. I don't know. But however, however it went in, I'll take it. Nice and greasy for 1-0-0. Yeah, exactly. Friday night was your 79th Idaho Steelheads goal, tying a former teammate and a good buddy of your, Will Merchant. And then uh, Saturday night, it, I mean, it took you less than 24 hours to surpass him. Did you have a chance to catch up with him when you finally surpassed him? Uh, not after, but he sent me a pretty nice text message uh, Saturday morning once he saw we were tied, and so we had a nice little chat, and obviously uh, he's been a big portion of uh, my success here, and I, I'd say the same for him. So we have uh, quite a good bond, and I mean, we played together for four years. We're line mates for most of that, so we're, we're really good friends, and it was nice to hear from him. Uh, when you checked your phone after the game Saturday, I'm sure you had a lot of text messages. Who was the first one from? Uh, honestly, I wouldn't say there was too many, but uh, my good buddy back from home uh, texted me pretty much right after it happened. And then uh, probably about a good 30 minutes, my dad sent me a text. And it, was, it wasn't even about the goal. It was just, hey, good game tonight. So <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that's, that about sums him up. But. <laughs> nice and right to the point. Yeah. We had a lot of goals in the month of January, 8 and 11 games. It seems like over the last couple of months, you've found your groove offensively. Anything you've changed or just uh, one of those things a matter of time before everything started to click? Yeah, I mean, I think I try to play the same way every game. Sometimes it, the bounces go your way and sometimes they don't. Um, but I've just been trying to get to the net a little bit more and ho hopefully the puck settles down and I can get a second chance at it. And I, I think I've been fortunate enough to kind of build some chemistry with some line mates here that have uh, made it easy for me to play. Overall, looking at it, 32 wins in the first 40 games and you know, kind of hit this stretch in January where you start to, to alternate a win with a loss, but obviously the sweep last week over Wichita. And looking at it prospectively, a real grindy series, right? A couple of one-goal games and just the way that you guys were able to uh, battle through some adversity and get three straight wins had to feel pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we went to Wichita and we felt like we didn't really uh, come out of there with the results we wanted. So we were pretty uh, excited to play them again this series. And I felt like we played pretty much a full 60 every week or uh, every game. And that was kind of our message going into the weekend. And hopefully we can kind of build that momentum going forward here. Looking ahead at the schedule, obviously, we mentioned 40 games in the books, and we've got six straight now against the Tulsa Oilers starting this weekend. How do you look at this uh, little, almost like a little playoff series? Yeah, uh, we talked about that today. Uh, you know, it's a playoff series. Uh, it's going to be difficult. It's always hard when you play a team that much in a row. But uh, like we said, it's going to be like a playoff series. So we're looking to at least get four, and any more than that's uh, a bonus. But it all starts with Friday night just being ready and uh, finding a way to win that first one. All right, well, there you have it, Whitey, once again. Congratulations on another milestone for you, and keep it rolling. Absolutely, thank you. Well, we mentioned at the top of the hour, we'll chat with former Steelheads head coach Neil Graham tomorrow night, as well as Derek Laxtall, but we'll play a little bit here. Here's what Neil Graham had to say earlier about Steelheads captain A.J. White. Remember, Graham was an influential part of bringing the captain to Boise a couple seasons ago. Well, um, he had just come off his first year pro he was on an American League contract with Providence, but spent the bulk of the year in uh, Atlanta in the ECHL. I remember looking at him um, the year prior when he was the captain of Lowell, 
Um, I always had a great relationship with his agent, um, Dan Plant, and, you know, talking with AJ, talking with Planter, um, you know, we agreed that it'd be a good refresh and a good start for, for AJ White. And we brought him in. Um, he's done every role imaginable for the Idaho Steelheads. His first year, um, he was more of a checking forward, penalty kill specialist, um, heavy minutes, shutting down other teams' top line. Um, the next season, we named him captain for our group. Um, he was our captain once Jefferson Dahl left. Um, and as he earned more offensive opportunity, you could see his game flourish, his confidence grow, um, his ability to make plays with the puck, his poise. Um, he rounded out his 200-foot game. And obviously now even more so since my time um, here in Texas, I followed along closely. Um, his success has been consistent. Um, he comes from a good family, and um, I'm not shocked by the success he's had. And um, he loves it in Boise. He's invested to what the organization stands for. Um, and ultimately, he's a good person. And, you know, how many Idaho Steelhead front office coaches, players can you say that about? He fits the mold. He's a good person. Um, he cares, and um, he's a heck of a hockey player. So um, I enjoy watching him uh, tick off some of these milestones. Um, I enjoy seeing his success, and I'm not shocked by any of it. We'll take a timeout here on the Idaho Steelheads Hockey Show, brought to you by Deschutes Brewery. On the other side of the break, we'll hear from uh, forward. I don't even know what to call him anymore, as we'll hear on the other side of the break. We'll hear from Steelheads player Nick Canade, as well as head coach Everett Sheen. Don't go far. You're listening right here on Sports Radio, 95.3 FM and 13.50 AM, The Ticket. Steelheads fans, as you listen to this broadcast, did you know you're close to a delicious Deschutes Brewery beer? Like Fresh Squeeze, the original citrusy IPA bursting with juicy mosaic and citra hops. Hey, speaking of hops, have you seen that video of a kangaroo chasing a car? It's crazy. Turns out they can hop over 44 miles per hour. That's a fact. Just ask Wikipedia. Oh, back to the beer. Fresh Squeeze, a refreshing and citrusy IPA, available everywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Deschutes Brewery, Bend, Oregon. It comes with the territory. Hi there. It's Les Schwab Tires. Well, more like Les Schwab alignment and brakes and shocks and wheels and tires. Now, some tire places don't offer all that. They only sell tires. And we're not sure how they sleep at night because all those services affect things like steering and stopping. That's why we offer more than tires to help keep you safe. Stop by or book an appointment at LesSchwab.com. Les Schwab Tires, doing the right thing since 1952. Hear that? It's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Dear Idaho, we live in a time where each passing moment is posted. Opinions are debated. Integrity of information becomes diluted and distorted. The arguments may be temporary, but the stories carry permanence in shaping how we think. The future is not set in stone, but our present is printed in ink. Idaho Press. Local news worth holding. My name is Angie, and I smoked for 25 years before I finally quit. Honest attempts, I would have to say at least a dozen. I've smoked all my daughter's life, even so that she'd give up her birthday presents if I'd quit, and that broke my heart. 
I don't feel like I have that ugliness tethered to me anymore. And the only way to get rid of it is to go through some discomfort for a little while. And trust me, the discomfort is completely worth it. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit projectfilter.org. This is the sound of people learning. Gamers gaming. Patients consulting. How's he doing? A lot better. Friends bonding. This is the sound of fast, reliable internet with speeds up to one gig and whole home Wi-Fi so all your devices stay connected. This is the sound of Sparklight, a stronger connection. Up to 940 megabits per second download and 50 megabits per second upload speeds for gig service. Sparklight modem required for whole home Wi-Fi. Visit sparklight.com for details. How am I able to offer a famous taco, seasoned curly fries a drink, and your choice of a junior bonus jack or junior good good chicken sandwich for just six bucks? That's a closely guarded trade secret, one I'll be taking to my grave. The new $6 jack pack at Jack in the Box. Price and participation may vary. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Cam McGuire back with you here live from the KTIK studios in downtown Boise. The Steelheads hitting the road tomorrow for a 3-3 and weekend down in Oklahoma. They'll take on the Tulsa Oilers Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All those games can be heard right here on Sports Radio, 95.3 FM and 1350 uh, AM, the ticket. It's a central time zone down there, so I have to recheck the... Um, the math here, but Friday and Saturday night's game will come at 6.05 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and then a Sunday afternoon showdown with the Oilers at 3.05 p.m. Steelheads riding a three-game winning streak into the weekend. They're 32-7-0-1 atop of not only the Mountain Division, the Western Conference, and the entire ECHL. They held the Wichita Thunder to just three goals uh, in the three games last week, a 4-1 final Wednesday night, followed up by a pair of 3-1 victories Friday and Saturday night. And about midway through the third period, Nick Kanade, who's kind of been a player that's been in and out of the lineup the last couple of weeks, he would give the Steelheads a 2-1 lead, and Ryan Domowski would cap things off with the empty netter. Nick Kanade, the, uh, on paper, the game-winning goal, and earlier this morning at practice, we had a chance to check in with the Mississauga Ontario native. Alongside Steelheads, I don't even know what to call you anymore, Nicholas Kanade, forward slash defenseman, uh, played forward Saturday night the whole game and had a nice little goal, eventually the game winner. Yeah, that one uh, that one felt good. I mean, you know, I play uh, wherever they tell me to play, and you know, I'm pretty comfortable in both positions. So I've done it throughout my career, and I don't mind doing it here. I want to ask you about that in a second. First, I want to start off here. It's uh, thank you for standing here it's nice to have someone the same height as me yeah i'm looking down on you a little bit cam but uh no it feels good to have someone looking at this looking in your eyes here so <laughs> let's talk about your goal on saturday night just tell me uh what, what you saw there in the third period yeah i just kind of tried to find an open area in the on the ice and uh you know luckily fortunate bounce behind the net right on my stick and you know hesitated for a sec waited for for my opportunity and you know put it past him so that one that one really felt good and you know helped my confidence a little bit too so 
you played the whole game as a forward, and we talked about it earlier this season. You actually switched um, from forward to defense in your junior hockey days. For people that don't know the story, can you elaborate a little bit on it? Yeah, so I, I played, you know, a little bit of both growing up. And, you know, again, when, when people were injured or people were out of the lineup, I'd play wherever. So I played all four years of junior as a, as a forward, but, you know, played on the back end on the power play a little bit and, and defense where I could and uh, ended up going to New Jersey, uh, their development camp as a defenseman and you know, got asked back for main camp and it all kind of worked out. So it stuck from there, went to Europe and played in Finland two years as a defenseman and you know, that's where I am now. So, you know, I feel comfortable playing in, in both spots and you know, I, I feel like I can excel anywhere on the ice. So do you like one or the other better forward versus defense? Not really. I just, you know, I see the, the ice really well as a defenseman and, you know, obviously my speed can help me back there. But again, as a forward, I like to be offensive and, and try to be skilled. So um, again, wherever wherever you need to put me, I can play and I enjoy both spots. Had been out of the lineup the last three games, played Friday and Saturday night. Just talk about um, not necessarily the challenges, but kind of uh, being ready to go whenever called upon. Yeah, 100%. I think it's uh, it's obviously a difficult part of the game. Is you know we got such a, a great group of guys here and a really deep roster. So getting the lineup really you know obviously felt good. And you know for my confidence sake, just you know putting together a full 60 minutes and you know obviously putting that one in the back of the net felt really good. So um, you know just whenever I can get in and, and do my best out there, I try to do that. So. Had a couple days off over the last days. Obviously, we played the day of the All-Star game, so we were go, go, go. And obviously, with the schedule this week of Friday, Saturday, Sunday series, down in Tulsa, got Sunday off, got Monday off, and then uh, right back, or Tuesday off as well, and got right back on the ice uh, here today. What would you, what'd you do to kill some time over those three days? Yeah, just kind of tried to get around the city of Boise a little bit. Um, you know, went up to McCall for, for a day and you know, got to enjoy the nightlife there and, you know, had a good dinner and a good breakfast there. So, you know, just try to do things that you're obviously not able to do during the season and, you know, get out, see things, try different restaurants and enjoy the time off. So, Did I see uh, Nicholas Canade made a barbacoa appearance the other night? Was I, that true? I did, and I'm a big steak fan. So, you know, if you're looking for a good steak, I recommend barbacoa. I loved it. Um, they bring it out, out on a nice hot plate and... Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. It was me and my girlfriend, and we enjoyed a great dinner. So, Awesome. Well, appreciate the time here today, and keep it rolling. Yeah, thanks a lot, Cam. Appreciate it. Well, as you heard right there, the Steelheads coming off of, quote-unquote, I guess the Idaho Steelheads All-Star break. The All-Star game was back uh, on January 16th down in Norfolk, Virginia, but the Steelheads had a game that day. Remember, they played in West Valley City, Utah, against the Grizzlies, so... You know, the schedule didn't really allow for the Steelheads to take that mandatory 72 hours off, and it fit in this uh, this past weekend, giving the guys Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off as it's a 3-3 three and three series against the Tulsa Oilers down in Oklahoma beginning Friday night at 6.05 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can catch the game right here on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 13.50 a.m. the ticket. To talk about last week's three-game sweep over the Wichita Thunder and look ahead to this weekend's three-game set against the Tulsa Oilers, we caught up with Steelheads head coach Everett Sheen earlier today. Well, joined now with Steelheads head coach Everett Sheen. And Sheener, a lot to talk about here tonight. Obviously, last week's sweep over Wichita and facing Tulsa for the first time this weekend as the Steelheads traveling to Tulsa tomorrow morning, the first of six consecutive games against the Oilers. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But first, want to start here. Gave the guys a little couple of days of rest because, you know, we played the day of the All-Star game and didn't necessarily get an All-Star break, so decided to give the guys Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday and went right back out on the ice earlier this morning. 
Yeah, it was, it was a good time to take that break. Um, you know, we're mandated to give our guys 72 hours uh, for All-Star break, but he said with us uh, playing on the All-Star game, you know, we couldn't we couldn't take it then, so we had to find uh, the best sket part of the schedule to take it and took it after the Wichita and it's a good way to go into that all-star break with a sweep and you know it was much needed rest for the guys. Talk about that sweep coming up here in just a moment was it looking at the schedule was it tricky trying to find out when to give those guys the 72 hours or when you looked at it did this week kind of pop out immediately? No there is quite a bit that goes into it right you want to make sure you can still get some ice time in before you play next and or you travel so you don't you want to try and not minimize the break, but you don't want it to stretch longer than uh, necessary. So that just, like I said, looking at the schedule, being home and then not traveling um, until Thursday the following week, it was just made the most sense uh, based on our schedule. Like we mentioned back on the ice this morning for practice, and you thought it was uh, pretty smooth and pretty high tempo. Pretty crisp out there today, yeah. I was um, quite pleased. You know, we did some pace drills and then uh, played some mini games to kind of get the competitive juices going after a few days off. But uh, overall, I was, I was very impressed with our practice today. How do you look at a practice like this morning, right? Because you had a couple days off, and then it's kind of one of those ones where it's a standalone and a travel day tomorrow and then right back into a, a three and three weekend. So we kind of talked about it just a second ago, but it's not necessarily a practice where you're going to teach one more where you just kind of get the legs going. No, exactly right. It's, you know, in order to teach, you kind of need a few days to hammer home the concepts um, with a few different variations of drills, but with the same message. So, yeah, like you said, with a standalone one here, um, you know, travel day tomorrow, you just kind of, you want to get the legs moving, get the puck touches going, um, you know, and try and get the, the competitiveness up too. You know, we don't want to do just all flow drills and it's just mindless. Um, you got to get the mind engaged and the body engaged. And um, those, those mini games I find are a very good way to accomplish that. Once again, we're here with Steelhead's head coach, Everett Sheen, as Idaho getting set for a 3-3 three and three weekend down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And before we get into that, want to look at the sweep last week over the Wichita Thunder. It was a 4-1 win on Wednesday night and then a pair of 3-1 victories Friday and Saturday. And looking at that uh, three-game set, you only allowed three goals against a pretty dangerous team offensively in Wichita. Yeah, our guys... Um you know, after the stretch of games a little bit before that with Rapid City and Utah, we really clamped down on, you know, our defensive backbone, if you will. You know, we pride ourselves on not giving up a lot. So to be able to recommit to that identity, um, you know, because our guys have bought into it because they see the rewards at the other end of the ice. Um, and But then to be able to only give up one even strength goal against, um, you know, in three games is a testament to how bought in they were for the week and, you know, how dialed they were. Talk about those wins, too. Obviously, it, they came down to the third periods, and they came down right to the end of the game. Uh, you guys really haven't played in that many one-goal games. Obviously, those weren't one-goal games, but on paper, they kind of were towards the end with some empty netters Friday and Saturday. But I feel like these games are going to be vital looking back on and in terms of later in the season when it becomes quote-unquote playoff hockey. And uh, you, know, you learn a lot of lessons playing games like that where they're kind of gritty and grindy right to the finish. Again, you're exactly right. It's um, you know it's a good learning moment um, mid-season because um, it, is, it is a little different. You know when you got a, a one-goal lead and the other team's pushing because they think they got a chance still, and just to be able to not weather it, but um, you know stay connected and stay committed to what we're doing and having the success. And um, you know especially that that third one there on Saturday night. You know we're up one nothing going into the third. They tie it up right away. 
Um, but there was no panic on our bench. You know, we got the 2-1 lead again um, later in the, the third there, and our guys on the bench like, hey, let's lock this down. Let's let's close this out. So um, it's good learning experience to be able to close out those one-goal games and not give away points. Um, and, you know, our guys really took to it and embraced the challenge. Talk about Saturday night. Obviously, you just mentioned the scenario there going into the third period. How about Nick Canade scoring? A uh, goal about midway through the third period, which would be the eventual game winner. And he's uh, a player we'll talk to later on here tonight. And, uh, you know, great to see him get rewarded there. A guy that's kind of been in and out of the lineup over the last couple of weeks. And obviously he's got that forward slash uh, defense where he can play both. And that's a pretty uh, unique player to have on your roster. Yeah, Nick is uh, he's a little bit of a Swiss Army knife there. Um, you know, his skill set in terms of his speed, his physicality, and his puck handling abilities. You'll make him a valuable asset up front, uh, and the same thing on the back end as well. Um, like you said, he's kind of been in and out. He's a younger guy, still, you know, learning a lot and you know, soaking it all in. But he's a, a big piece of this team, and his attitude's been phenomenal every day. He shows up to work, wants to learn, wants to compete and get better. And um, but it, especially going into you know February, March, it's it's very nice to have a guy that you can put up front if you need him. You can put him on the back end if you need him. Really, just kind of any any position. During the offseason, do you look for players like that or you kind of just, uh, you know, let it happen and it's kind of one of those things where it's a bonus? I'd say it's more of a bonus. You don't necessarily target uh, guys like that, but if they do come across your plate and they're the, the right piece for your, your team, um, it's definitely a huge bonus in that recruiting process. So, But with Nick early, we, we knew his background of being a forward growing up and then transitioning to D, so right away we're like, okay, he's, you know, he's, he's going to be very vital for us. The Steelheads improved to 32-7-0-1 with that 3-1 victory on Saturday night through 40 games this season. 32 more to go, 17-3 uh, on home ice. And one thing I want to look at here is when leading after two periods, you guys are 27-1, 15-0 on home ice. Uh, you guys have played comfortable with the lead all season long, but especially in period number three. Yeah, and, you know, fortunately we've been in a, quite a few situations where we have maybe a 2-3 goal lead going into the third. Um, but just like we talked about last Saturday, we only had a one-goal lead. Um, you know, we still found a way to pull it out. Um, so, you know, once you get into the third period, the, the dynamic of the game kind of changes. I find. Um, so, you know, if you're if you're down, you got to be cheating the game, taking unnecessary chances at times just to try and get yourself back in it. Whereas, if you're leading, and you know, you you don't have to. You just got to play your game, keep it simple. Don't give them unnecessary chances. And our guys have really bought into that message and you know again like I said before I've seen the results on the other side you know capitalizing on the other team's mistakes when they're maybe trying to cheat the game a bit. Earlier today Steelhead's goaltender Remy Poirier named ECHL goaltender of the month for the second consecutive month he went 6-0 and during the month of January with one shutout a 1.32 goals against average a save percentage of 947 he's won 11 games dating back to December 10th, making 283 saves on 295 shots. He's become the uh, first goaltender to win the award back-to-back -back since the 2014-2015 season. And, uh, you know, he just keeps rolling impressively. Remy's he's just playing great. Um, you know, he's very calm in the net, plays the puck well, and I've always said he makes the saves that he needs to make. And, you know, he doesn't really find himself out of position, so you don't really see many overly flashy saves because he's not really having a battle. He's very controlled. Um, you know, he gets whistles when we need. Um, and then he battles in practice, too. Like, he shows up to work every single day to get better. And, you know, it's a tremendous uh, honor for the young man. 
We mentioned 32 games to go in the regular season for the Idaho Steelheads. 14 of them are going to come against opponents that Idaho has not faced yet, eight of which will come against Kansas City, but six of them are going to come against Tulsa, and six of them are going to happen over the next two weeks. Uh, here we go again, right? We played Rapid City six times early in November, and like you harped on earlier this morning, it's, uh, it's another one of those playoff series. Yeah, and especially this point of the season, um, you know, in the position we're in, it's, I, f I find it's going to come at a good time for us. Um, to get that playoff mentality going where the next six games, you know, we know who we're playing. Um, and so just taking those game at a time and really just trying to come out of it with a series win. Um, you know, taking four of six would be would be a big testament for us. And if we can get anything above that, you know, it'd be nice as well. But it's going to be a good challenge. Um, Tulsa's fighting for their playoff lives as well. So um, it's going to be a good test. For someone that's never been to Tulsa, what do you, what do you got for me? What can I expect? There's not much going on. Um, really big rink, nice hotel. Uh, you could walk in the middle of the street you know, on a Saturday. So <laughs> I wouldn't get my hopes up. Well, much. I mean, I'm obviously we're watching my figure in the new year, right? We're a month in, February 1st, as we sit here. What are we expecting to eat on this trip? Barbecue, if I don't mind. Is that it? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I know the hotel has a decent restaurant for breakfast. Cookies, right? Double tree. Yeah, double tree with the cookies. But yeah, I think there's a good breakfast spot there. We've hit up a few times. There is a good. Um, there's a little kind of section away from downtown. It's got some good restaurants. All right. Probably hit up. Fair enough. Well, lastly, here I guess I, I need to apologize. I didn't ask you what you did for your All Star break. Uh, just hung out with the family for a couple of days. Got them uh, organized uh, to go on a trip. They flew down to California yesterday, and you know, then I took advantage of some free time and went out goose hunting yesterday and had a good day you have a lot of free time though don't you oh so much free time yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's steel that's head coach Everett sheen sheener thanks for the time here tonight and uh like i always say every week i'd say best of luck but i'll see you tomorrow morning yeah bright and early <laughs> steelheads with an early flight tomorrow morning to tulsa oklahoma 6 30 a.m 12 hours exactly from now. We'll take a time out here on the Idaho Steelheads Hockey Show. Still to come tonight, we'll be joined by Steelheads veteran defenseman Matt Register live over the airwaves. Um, starting to wonder. We might hear from Remy Poirier. We might save it for tomorrow night, but I can tell you on the other side of the break, we'll be joined by American Hockey League's Bridgeport Islanders broadcaster Alan Fearing to tell us a little bit about Bridgeport's shutout win in Hershey on Sunday. Uh, on their annual teddy bear toss game. We'll have some good laughs after this timeout. Keep it right here on Sports Radio, 95.3 FM and 1350 AM, the ticket. All right, I'm thinking we order some pizzas, drink an ice-cold Pepsi Zero Sugar, and then party till dawn, man! <sighs> when I'm in my jammies. For everyone whose wild night ends promptly at 9 p.m., you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar, that's what I like. <sighs> Last year, over 349,000 people saw a doctor at St. Luke's. They came for a variety of reasons. More than 8,000 came to have babies, some 3,000 for pediatric surgery. Most came to St. Luke's by appointment. Others, around 125,000 of them, arrived unexpectedly at one of our emergency departments. And despite the numbers, every patient we see at St. Luke's, we see as an individual a person with a unique situation needing special attention and deserving personal care. And because of the numbers, St. Luke's offers every single patient more experience, more knowledge, more understanding, and more resources than any other healthcare system in Idaho. How do we do it? Lots of reasons. But high on the list are the more than 900 well-trained, highly qualified doctors on our medical staff 
who work together to care for our patients. St. Luke's, our experience makes your experience better. This season, the Idaho Steelheads are celebrating their 25th year on the ice. It's uh, like a silver season celebrating hockey in downtown Boise. And you get to be part of the action at Idaho Central Arena. Hockey lover or not, there's one hockey night you're going to love. Wednesday nights. 10 games, 10 opportunities to hold my beer. Or shall I say, dun, dun, dun. hold my beers. This season, Wednesday games mean BOGO at Idaho Central Arena. Double fist it or share with your bestie. Domestic drafts are buy one, get one free. Hey, no, two beers are better than one. What better way to crest that midweek hump than at a Steelheads game with your friends and a twofer on domestics. Buy one, get one free. All right, all together now. Da-da, da-da. Hold my beers. Get ticket info and game schedule at IdahoSteelheads.com or call 208-331-TIXS. Hi there, it's Les Schwab Tires. Well, more like Les Schwab alignment and brakes and shocks and wheels and tires. Now, some tire places don't offer all that. They only sell tires. And we're not sure how they sleep at night because all those services affect things like steering and stopping. That's why we offer more than tires to help keep you safe. Stop by or book an appointment at LesSchwab.com. Les Schwab Tires, doing the right thing since 1952. At Brady, they provide supplies and services for cleaning professionals. Their dedication makes their customers more successful and allows everyone they work with to truly shine. Brady is a proud supporter of the Idaho Steelheads. Thank you to all the fans for making the Brady Cleanup Program such a huge success. Learn more at BradyIndustries.com and see you at the next Steelheads game. In sports, the last two seconds of a game can determine the champion. The last two words of a name can have the same impact. At Blue Cross of Idaho, it's the of Idaho part of our name that defines our mission. We are Blue Cross of lifting communities up and fighting to keep healthcare costs down. We're Blue Cross of Idaho, born of the people and places we know best and proud sponsors of the Steelheads. Learn more at bcidaho.com. As we grow up, our relationship with money grows up too. We stop believing in the magic and start to understand the value of earning. We graduate from after-school chores to full-time grown-up gigs, and money gets more complicated. Whether you're launching your first lemonade stand or just trying to get ahead, we believe every Idahoan can achieve financial success. Idaho Central Credit Union, looking after your daily balance. Mm-mm-mm. That's exactly what the Flavor Doctor ordered. A harmonious match of hot, delicious pizza and ice-cold, refreshing Pepsi. Pizza. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking. Now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. 
Cam McGuire back with you here live from the KTIK studios in downtown Boise. The Steelheads departing for Tulsa, Oklahoma tomorrow for just the uh, second out of three total three and three weekends for the Steelheads uh, this year. Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday afternoon against the Tulsa Oilers. Well, the Idaho Steelheads hosted their annual Teddy Bear Toss game earlier in the month of December. Jack Becker finished the game with a pair of goals. He made the Teddy Bears fly in period number one, it was a 4-2 loss, unfortunately, for the Idaho Steelheads. But on Sunday in the American Hockey League, the Hershey Bears over the last handful of years have become infamous with the teddy bear toss. They collected last year in their game around 50,000 teddy bears. But this year, they were shut out by the Bridgeport Islanders. And joining us on the uh, phone lines right now from Bridgeport, Connecticut, I believe, or Shelton, uh, the broadcaster for the Bridgeport Islanders to tell us a little bit about the game. Alan Fearing, Alan, thanks for hopping on here tonight and great to chat with you. Yeah. Hey Kim, good to chat with you as well. Thanks for having me. Well, I want to ask you because this uh, phenomenon has been going on for Hershey for a number of years and to be on the winning side of things with Bridgeport, not only to win the annual teddy bear toss game in Hershey, but to shut out the bears. Just tell us what it was like uh, from start to finish in that game. Well, you know, I got home about an hour and a half earlier than I would have if they would have scored a goal. So thank goodness for that. Um, but, it, boy, it, you always want to go into a, a road game and have a game like that, whether it's Teddy Bear Toss or not. Um, Jakob Skarik, our, our goaltender here in Bridgeport, was just lights out, phenomenal. One of the best games he's played at the pro level with 39 saves. So uh, Teddy Bear Toss aside, it was an awesome game from him. And you just kind of had a feeling – he made two big pad saves in the first period. He made another lateral, unreal right pad save in the second early on. Uh, a couple pucks hit the post later in the second. And you just had a feeling after all of that, like maybe this is the game where uh, we, we keep the pe- teddy bears in the stands. You know, and as you said, Hershey's infamous for, you know, every year breaking a record. And, and this year they had 67 plus thousand. Last year they had 52 plus thousand. So, uh, it's a really cool spectacle, which we still got to see near the end of the game. But, uh, you know, for our team, we were really happy that it occurred after the game and not during for a number of different reasons. For one, because of the results. Uh, for two, just not having an hour, hour and a half delay while we had to, you know, have the Bears cleaned up, which is obviously well over one or two or three combined intermissions. Um, but, you know, the, the energy was still really fun all game long. The fan base there, they had 10,000 plus. Um, it, it was really fun all the way through. It was a, a pretty close game, 2 nothing final score. And it's one game that, that I'll remember for a long time, even as a, a visitor. Um, you usually remember the home games a lot, but not necessarily the ones on the road. But that's one that's going to stick in my mind. And, and the way that it ended, too, I mean, uh, for those who don't know, it, it didn't finish out the full 60 minutes. With 5.4 seconds left, some fans started getting a little restless. They uh, were still getting shut out. So, during one of the stoppages, you know, several hundred fans started throwing bears, and then everybody else followed suit. So the game ended with 5.4 seconds remaining because we weren't going to, you know, clean all of those 67,000 teddy bears up and then play five seconds of hockey. But it, very memorable, a lot of fun, especially for us getting the win. Now, I'm not sure where in Hershey your broadcast location is as the visitor, but did you have, uh, were you close enough to the, the press box with other Hershey people? Um, was there any interaction during the game? Was there any little banter going back and forth as, you know, intermissions came up and you guys 
led one nothing after the first, led two nothing after the second. Did you play any banter back and forth, or you know, any communication during the game? Yeah, you know, not really. Um, you know, I'm I'm good friends with the Hershey broadcaster Zach Fish, so we exchanged some texts late in the game just about uh, you know what could be or what might happen. Uh, the the press box there is each individual booth. You know, there's a wall in between. It's very separated booth to booth to booth. So you kind of have to walk outside of a door and walk down the hall a bit and walk inside the next booth over. So um, it, it, it's not one big table where everybody's sitting together. Right. It's very separated. Um, we, you know, we exchange some texts and all that. I, I sit usually next to the video team or the, uh, the scratch players for Hershey. So, you know, you'll look over and you'll glance and catch somebody's eye through the, the window or whatnot. But uh, more of just kind of smiles through a window and, and text. Now you mentioned the uh, fans there threw the teddy bears on with about five seconds left. Was it immediately like we're going to call the game once that happened on, or did, how did everything uh, transpire from that? Yeah, unofficially, yes. I said right away on our broadcast that uh, there, there's no way they're finishing this game the full 60 minutes. Um, Zach said something similar. It was unofficially called. And then the officials had to get on the phone with the league and the league office ended up making the ultimate call. Um, we, the stoppage that occurred when everybody started throwing the bears would have put a face off in our offensive zone anyway. Right. We had a two nothing lead. So the game was over. So uh, some of the, uh, the coaches were joking, like we should have just lined up even with <laughs> thousands of bears already on the ice and drop the puck and just let the clock run down and, you know, set up like an actual face off just to make it final. But I think everybody pretty much knew that when, those uh, those several hundred thousand bears that started coming down, uh, that was going to be the end of it. Would have I mean, like, been a good picture yeah. for sure, right? With a face-off, with everything going on out at, on an ice level? Yeah, I don't know if anything like that's ever uh, ever been taken. It would have been pretty cool. We, we did get a lot of uh, cool pictures after the game. Like, our guys stood out there for a little bit and jumped in some piles of bears. And, you know, I know their guys did the same thing, too. So we uh, we ended up getting some photos, not something like that, though. You were probably like already wrapped up with all your post game stuff before they had finished uh, cleaning up all those bears. You were probably already downstairs already before everything was cleaned up. Yeah, well, I was I was certainly off the air by the time uh, all the bears hit the ice. There was a decent amount of fans actually that were waiting for the PA announcement to come that the game was officially called. So you, you had your fans that were anxious and frustrated, and they threw their bears over um, right away. But then you had your more calm fans that held on to their stuff just to make sure that the game was over before they threw there. So, I mean, by the time I was done with the radio broadcast, I think bears were still coming down over the glass. There, there was a lot. I mean, 67,000, you, you see that number and you hear that number and you think, Oh, that's a lot. But until you actually see it in person, it, uh, it's, it's staggering. Once again, we're here with Alan fearing the broadcaster for the Bridgeport Islanders of the American hockey league. He witnessed the, uh, Hershey Bears get shut out on Sunday 2-0 on their annual teddy bear toss game with just five seconds left to go in regulation. If you're just joining us here tonight, uh, all those 10,000s of fans threw out those 60,000 Bears. Now, Alan, you've called some NHL games with the Chicago Blackhawks, the New York Islanders as well. I'd imagine you know those are probably some of your most memorable moments, but this one right here in Hershey is probably going to go uh, towards the top of the list as well. <laughs> oh, no doubt. And you know what, Cam, the, the thing that actually sticks out in my mind when I think back at the very end of that game was, I kid you not, it was, it was almost like game seven 
of the Stanley Cup Finals or the Calder Cup Final or the Kelly Cup uh, Championship. I mean, the final seconds of that game for us, I mean, guys were blocking shots with any part of their body. They were laying out in, you know, a, a game in January that we're up 2 nothing in and, you know, slap shot from the point with 10 seconds left in the game. Guys were laying out. Right. Just giving it all because nobody wanted to let a goal in when it was, you know, that close to a shutout and let alone a Hershey teddy bear toss shutout. So I, I think that's the thing that stands out in my mind is for a game in January, the end of that game was as close to a cup clinching game where you're up and you're just trying to hold the lead late as I can think of. Well, I'm not sure if you guys uh, make your way back to Hershey. I think you guys play them Friday night, don't you? But is that in Bridgeport or Hershey? Yeah, we're rematching, but it's in Bridgeport. Well, I'd imagine that if there is a remaining trip the rest of the year, I'd imagine there's going to be some uh, some some fun some fun laughs and some banter back and forth. But Alan, hey, we appreciate you uh, calling in here tonight, and uh, congrats on being part of history, one way or the other. Yeah, thanks, Cam. It was a lot of fun, and uh, thanks for having me on. It's good to talk to you again. Anytime, absolutely. Once again, that's Alan Fearing, the broadcaster for the Bridgeport Islanders, the uh, affiliate in the American Hockey League of the New York Islanders. They uh, shut out the Hershey Bears on Sunday for Hershey's annual teddy bear toss game. If you, if you haven't seen, uh, like we mentioned a couple minutes ago, the infamous uh, moment extravaganza over the year that has become with the teddy bear toss in Hershey, you should go check it out. 67,000 bears were collected on the ice on Sunday. We'll take a timeout here on the Idaho Steelheads Hockey Show brought to you by Deschutes Brewery on the other side of the Drake. We'll be joined live by Steelheads defenseman uh, Matt Register. He was down in Arizona for All-Star break a couple of days, uh, so we're going to have some golf chatter going on. We're gonna A couple other guys were down there, so we'll get the scouting report on a couple of the Steelheads in terms of the golf the golf course, and uh, we'll, we'll preview a little bit of the Tulsa Oilers series uh, coming up here this weekend. Don't go far. You're listening right here on Sports Radio, 95.3 FM and 13.50 AM, The Ticket. Hear that? It's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Steelheads fans, as you listen to this broadcast, did you know you're close to a delicious Deschutes Brewery beer? Like Fresh Haze, an ultra-juicy, hazy IPA exploding with orange citrus. Hey, real quick, did you know that the oils in orange peels are flammable? I'm serious. Maybe try it sometime. Eh, On second thought, maybe not. Anyway, the juicy citrus flavor of Fresh Haze is out of this world and available everywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Deschutes Brewery, Bend, Oregon. It comes with the territory. is posted. Opinions are debated. Integrity of information becomes diluted and distorted. The arguments may be temporary, but the stories carry permanence in shaping how we think. The future is not set in stone, but our present is printed in ink. Idaho Press. Local news worth holding. Hi there. It's Les Schwab Tires. Well, More like Les Schwab alignment and brakes and shocks and wheels and tires. Now, some tire places don't offer all that. They only sell tires. And we're not sure how they sleep at night, because all those services affect things like steering and stopping. That's why we offer more than tires to help keep you safe. Stop by or book an appointment at LesSchwab.com. 
Les Schwab Tires, doing the right thing since 1952. How am I able to offer a famous taco, seasoned curly fries a drink, and your choice of a junior bonus jack or junior good good chicken sandwich for just six bucks? That's a closely guarded trade secret, one I'll be taking to my grave. The new $6 Jack Pack at Jack in the Box. Price and participation may vary. My name is Charles, and I smoked for 21 years. I have four kids, and they are asking me, Daddy, can you stop smoking? And it was just a look in their eyes when I said I would, and then all of a sudden, I would pick it back up. They'd just look at me, and they're like, I'm so disappointed. That made me feel bad. My girlfriend, her and I both quit at the same time. We just decided we're going to have to talk each other through. And so we were supportive along the way. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit projectfilter.org. This is the sound of people learning. One, two. Gamers gaming. Patients consulting. How's he doing? A lot better. Friends bonding. This is the sound of fast, reliable internet with speeds up to one gig and whole home Wi-Fi, so all your devices stay connected. This is the sound of Sparklight, a stronger connection. Up to 940 megabits per second download and 50 megabits per second upload speeds for gig service. Sparklight modem required for whole home Wi-Fi. Visit sparklight.com for details. All right, I'm thinking we order some pizzas, drink a nice cold Pepsi Zero Sugar, and then party till dawn, man! <sighs> When I'm in my jammies. For everyone whose wild night ends promptly at 9 p.m., you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar, that's what I like. When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Ugh. I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? Millions estimate their benefits online so they can do what they want offline. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. McGuire back with you here live from the KTIK studios in downtown Boise as we wrap up our Steelettes hockey show brought to you by Deschutes Brewery here tonight. Tomorrow night, we'll sit down with former Steelheads coaches, Neil Graham and Derek Laxtall. But as we've got about 10 more minutes to go here, we're joined live on the airwaves. Favorite segment of the week, save the best for last, as they say. Steelheads veteran defenseman, Matt Register. Mr. Register, what's going on? Cam, uh, not too much, not too much going on over here. Just kind of uh, getting organized and uh, packing for the three-game trip this weekend. Yeah, big, big trip. Steelheads departing for Tulsa, Oklahoma. Beautiful place. Uh, three and three weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You just came back from a more beautiful place, though, however, Arizona. I'll get into that in a second. Um off the top here, I thought you were, you know, maybe uh, big leaguing us. I actually, so what I do is I write your phone number down. I won't share your phone number over the airwaves. You're welcome. But I wrote it down and I accidentally, yeah. uh, I wrote one of the wrong numbers at the end of it. So we, you, you know, we weren't getting an answer. I thought you were big time in us tonight. No, I was waiting for you. I was sitting here. You told me we were going to catch up at uh, 840 or 640. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I run yeah. behind. So, uh, yeah, no, that's that's all right. I was waiting here. I was sitting here waiting, watching my phone, make sure I wouldn't miss your call. And 
I, I don't know. This is the uh, kind of our first hiccup here. Yeah, I know. We'll have to we'll have to rebound here in the next uh, eight minutes that we've got. So we won't, fans want to hear about it. We've been we've been uh, talking about it a little bit tonight, but obviously the Steelheads unable to take the All Star break when the actual All Star break is. That's a story for another time with Idaho playing on the game of the All-Star break. We don't have enough time to chat about that, but Steelheads used their All-Star break uh, this Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday a couple days ago, and you uh, took a couple of the young lads down to the beautiful state of Arizona. Yeah, we uh, there was about uh, six of us flew down on Sunday morning, um, and uh, you know we had a great trip, got away from hockey a little bit, and um, kind of relaxed in the warm weather, played some golf and, um, had some cocktails. So what? you can't really complain when, uh, when you, when you're in the sunshine doing any of that. No. And I, I want to hear about, uh, the golf game a little bit here, but you know, I, I chatted with you earlier this morning. I thought you had a, a place down there, but you told me you guys stayed in Airbnb. Was it cause you didn't want those hooligans inside your uh, living corridors? Yeah, there's just too many guys. I mean, plus like. You know, you go on a little bit of a guy's trip and maybe it gets out of hand. You never really know what to expect. So, uh, you know, especially um, with those young guys you know, too, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, we, uh, yeah, we had a nice time, you know, down there with a nice Airbnb right down in Old Town Scottsdale. So, um, yeah, there was uh, only half of us played golf and the other half kind of uh, uh, really got away from hockey. So, <laughs> um, yeah, overall, a lot of, overall, a lot of fun. Uh, good fun. Um, so who was, who was part of this golf crew here? Yourself? Who else we got? Yeah. So I took uh Hedrick and uh Poirier. Those are the two guys. We, we all brought our own clubs down. So, um, you know, we played a few nice tracks out there. Uh, desert golf, no joke. It's, uh, you know, you kind of got to hit good golf shots and, uh, you know, I could tell by after the round Tuesday, Hedy and Rem were getting a little frustrated with, uh, how things are going on on their side of things. We 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 don't need to tell the fans exactly what they shot, but we can tell them it it wasn't two numbers. If if you get what I mean, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty high up there. But uh, you know, given the benefit of the doubt, is the first time playing out there. It's actually both their first time uh, ever in the state of Arizona. Wow! So, Look at you, um, just just the tour yeah, guide so, of the team, huh? Yeah, just uh, opening some eyes for some guys here and. Uh, just kind of uh, getting them out of their comfort zone. So, but uh, yeah, no, they were, uh, you know, good golf, great tracks, but uh, you know, th- those two guys were struggling a little bit, but uh, good company. A lot, lot of fun to play golf with though. What, um, I mean, how was your game? You mentioned you played a couple rounds. Were you, were you pleased with it? Some areas to work on. Obviously it's in February and you're probably a little out of shape in terms of the golf, uh, the golf game, but how would you assess it? Yeah, no, I I uh I played well. Um, you know, I was I, I was shooting 80, but uh um, you know, obviously like out there you got to watch what you're doing. So, if you lose a ball or you hit it in the rocks or the desert, you're in trouble. So, um, but you know what? It was nice to get out again and and uh you know, only played a handful of times here in Boise because of the weather and um but yeah, it was nice to play out there a little bit, but uh overall happy with my golf game and um can't complain when you're playing golf in uh in january i've been hearing about remy poirier's new driver uh through our travel trips he told me a couple weeks ago that he was getting a new one and uh caught up with him actually uh, earlier here tonight on the show and he said he had the banana slice going pretty hard 
Yeah, I'm kind of curious to to hear what he had to say about the about the golf and stuff and playing golf with me down there. But uh, no, he was, uh, you know, at him and Hedy, they were kind of hitting it all over the place. You know, <laughs> maybe they might have found themselves in a couple pools. But uh, you know, uh, overall, you know, Rem, uh, he thought he was going to play way worse than he did. So that's good. Um, but like I said, you know, they're 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 new to the tracks. So they never played those golf courses down there or desert golf before. So. But, uh, yeah, they might have found themselves in a few backyards. There's some pools here and there, but, uh, you know, no harm. Well, exactly. I, I actually asked Remy, I said, were any houses harmed in the golf trip? And he said, no, no houses, but maybe a couple pools and some chairs and some yards, that kind of thing. I, I know the routine. Yeah, maybe maybe a cactus, too. Maybe a couple <laughs> cactuses, hitting some golf balls and some cactuses. But, uh, yeah, you know, those, those guys, great guys to uh, to get out on the golf course and, and uh, kind of get away from the hockey shop and uh, just hang out and and have have a few beers and have some fun. Well, right back at it earlier this morning. You guys practice. We'll hit the road for Tulsa, Oklahoma tomorrow. Uh, a three and three weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's just the second of three three and threes for the Steelheads this season. And you know this actually didn't uh, come to my knowledge until a couple minutes ago. But you actually played a. Uh, your early professional days in Tulsa. What can you tell us about the city, the state? I've never been down there. Yeah, no, uh, I played, uh, yeah, I think it was my second year playing, playing hockey, playing pro hockey. And it, uh, I actually played for Bruce Ramsey, the head coach of the Wichita Thunder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, right now he was the head coach in Tulsa when I played there. So, but, um, yeah, I was kind of, I lived at kind of outskirts of the city. Um, so it was nice. I lived in a nice little suburb, but, uh, um, as far as I know, I think I made one other trip there that uh, I stayed in that Doubletree Hotel downtown. So yeah, that's where we're you know, staying. How rip. is it? And yeah, rip. yeah, you know, it's a nice hotel. I mean, you can't really go wrong with Doubletrees, can you? So, no, we'll get the chocolate but, uh, chip cookies you know, going. Big rinks, big rink there, the BOK Center. I mean, before when I used to play there, the attendance was uh, not very good. But now I'm seeing that they're getting twelve, fourteen thousand a game. So um, kind of exciting for them, but. Uh, yeah, nice rink, you know. It's uh it's fun to go down there and and hopefully play in atmospheres like that, but um yeah, it should be good to play a new team here finally and uh uh some of these guys uh see a new city and building. Yeah, I think they've got a big specialty night on Saturday, but Matt, rather quick here tonight. We're out of time. Thanks for uh hopping on and I'll see you in about uh oh, jeez, 10 hours or so. Yeah, you got it, Cam. Once again, that's Steelheads veteran defenseman Matt Register. That'll just about do it here for our Steelheads Hockey Show, brought to you by Deschutes Brewery. Join us tomorrow night from 6 to 7 p.m. We'll chat with former Steelheads coaches Derek Laxdahl and Neil Graham. Thanks for our producer to behind the, the glass Brewery, tonight. Idaho Steelheads blah, 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 blah. Brought to you by Fresh Squeezed IPA, Fresh Haze IPA, and Wowza Locale Hazy Pale Ale by Les Schwab. Our business is earning your trust. By Pepsi Zero Sugar, all the flavor, zero the sugar. Official soft drink of the Idaho Steelheads. And Idaho Central Credit Union, the exclusive credit union provider of the Idaho Steelheads. Idaho Central Arena and the Grove Hotel. From the RowPaint.com studio. Local sports talk with Prater in the ballgame. Every weekday at 3. 1350 AM, KTIK, Nampa, Boise. And on 95.3 FM, Sports Radio, The Ticket. Accumulus Media Station.